0: The Woohoo!
1: yeah. Oh, man, it feels so good to be back, baby. Back on top. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Man, well, I was <laughs> gonna. I- I was going to jump in and
2: say for, for the usual listeners, that was definitely not my singing voice. Sam is a much better singer
1: than I am, believe yeah, it or not. Uh, yeah. Um, but the, welcome. the, I mean, the regulars is, would recognize it immediately for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That, <laughs> I mean, that's true. But, <laughs> but, but
2: before we forget, uh, or, or before Andres reminds me as he always does, this is the Romans empire podcast, uh, where all we do is talk Chelsea and talk shit about everyone else. And today on the chopping block, we got a Diego Simeone's Atletico Madrid, aka 13 at the back, aka 6 2 2 formation, aka. <laughs>
1: uh, what else do you want to put there? I mean. Just shithousery just at its finest. He, he, is, is there a Simeone managed team? Just. It, it, it is so hard to like any player on that team, honestly. Especially Suarez, but. I think like the they when their powers combined finally on uh on Atletico like it just reached a new level of just like shit So
2: if that if 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 what Mourinho did at Chelsea was parking the bus, what is that considered? Like uh building docking
0: a freaking the USS Midway. <laughs> <laughs> goal.
1: Yep. Throw down the yeah. anchor chilling throw out a throw, throw a buoy out there we're good man toss Marcus out a
2: sees that thing pull up and go oh man finally something slower than me
1: <laughs> nice
2: <laughs> wow what do you mean what do you mean
1: Jorginho's on the same pitch as him oh shit <laughs> was that, am i wrong was that a, no was that no 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 you're right you're right i mean uh
2: yeah it would be a pretty sad race overall but i mean we're, we're in good mood because we we got the win i mean i i guess that's the most important thing out of all this right if they could keep putting up the six two two against us all day as long as drew keeps putting in bicycle kicks like that, yeah that's
1: something we can definitely lean on uh just drew and pulling out a bicycle out of nowhere so i'm not worried at all uh, for the rest of the season to be honest <laughs> just if that's all it takes and really i think that you know the, the greatness is in our destiny but um let let's talk. Let's before we get into Giroud's bicycle, because that was definitely the highlight of the match. We got to start off with Cho because, as we predicted last match, the whole you know, whatever tiff between him and Tuchel was nothing. It it was just you know coaching at its finest and trying to get the best out of his players. And you saw him get the start. And uh, play. Uh, I thought he played quite well, to be honest. I mean, Zach, what, what did you see from Cho? And uh, were you were you at all surprised to see him out there? <laughs> no, I wasn't surprised. I, look, me and
2: Andres said it last week. Um, Tuchel doesn't strike any of us as a manager that uh, would formulate, you know, some sort of rift in a dressing room for his own agenda. He was just sending a message with Cho. Um, and, and I think Cho heard the message loud and clear. Um, yeah, he he didn't necessarily put up that goal or assist that we've kind of been pushing for. Um, but overall, the play in general was a lot quicker. He seemed to have his head in the game. He was tracking back defensively. There's only one instance that I can remember where uh, it was that Lamar run, where Suarez um, chased the ball down to the end line and, and played at the Lamar. But overall, it was a good, it was a really good performance from him. Um, you know, it it it's... I want people to understand that it's not easy to uh, play wing back against a team that sets up the way Atletico Madrid did today. Um, so with that in mind, uh, I, I think his performance
1: overall was a positive one. What about you, Andres?
0: Yeah, I, I mean, defensively, I thought he didn't put a foot wrong. I think it's harsh to, to call him out on that Lamar thing because – Alonzo and Rudiger should have never lost the ball there to begin with. So I'm sure he wasn't looking to be defending at that point. And next thing you know, Suarez has the ball inside the box. So even then, without his pressure there, Lamar maybe slots that in. So I, I, I think it was fine. Like you said, Zach, it's hard for a guy who is trying to to play a, a front three through or maybe play off of a front three when the opposition is lined up with a back six. So I I don't think many players, if any at all, in in today's match have outstanding uh, offensive stats. So again, I thought his work rate was great, which is what we're looking for. And it came out, I think Tuchel said it himself, that after the match, he spoke to Cho in front of everybody. So not only did Cho get the message, but I think everybody else got the message as well. Because I thought that we played with really good energy today. And we stayed focused in a game where we could have fallen asleep because Atletico was just sitting back and tried to hit us on the counter. And players like Luis Suarez only need one good chance to to hurt us, and he didn't even get that. So uh, I think that everybody learned from the from Cho's mistake per se. And like we said, it was not going to be a big deal, and we all all three of us expected him to start today.
1: All right, so let's move on. Uh, Jovicic, I think, uh, had a little bit of a questionable performance today. Um, I mean, we, we've been wondering how they would perform against a really strong side uh, under Tuchel because, you know, every every other matchup we've seen, you know, they weren't really challenged too much. But, um, Andreas, did, did you, do you think they passed the test? Um, I
0: don't know. I, I'm still very <laughs> unclear and I know that that's not the answer you're probably hoping for because I I didn't think that they got overrun in midfield, but then again, Atletico didn't try to do that. The thing that was disappointing for me today was their last, like their final pass in the, again, in the final 20 meters, like Tuchel likes to call it. Neither of the players could, could accurately pass the ball. For Jorginho, it was usually overplaying players forward. And then for Kovacic, it was playing play, playing the ball behind players making runs forward. I don't know how many times Cho was darting forward and the ball got passed behind him. So did they get beat in the midfield? No, they didn't. But did they also create enough? I also don't think they did. And it was just one of those things where we got the victory. Uh... We dominated possession, but, you know, that last pass is just missing. And in this formation, you're expecting Kovacic and Jorginho to provide that.
2: I don't know if it was um, the lack of creativity because we don't really lean on them to create in general. Um, The the times I was getting mostly frustrated was the tempo. Um, Oftentimes – Jorginho would be taking two or three touches on the ball when a one-touch pass would would suffice, and and then boom, all of a sudden we could break a little bit quicker. Um, those are some of the things I noticed, um, just the timing of some of the passes. Yeah, the long balls from Jorginho were were nowhere to be found again. Um, it kind of it kind of amazes me because, you know, a guy with that kind of technical ability, and I feel like every week I'm saying this about a different Chelsea player. It, 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 it's kind of odd how he can't play, you know, a clipped ball over the top but has this ability to, you know, do everything else really well. Um when it comes to Kovacic, I think that's an important one especially because we're going to be missing him next match, but I don't think it was his passing uh you mean Jorginho or, or, or Jorginho, sorry, sorry. Um um I completely lost my train of thought. Um but anyways, I'm go- next match. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, yeah. So Jorginho's, I mean, obviously he's going to be missing next match. So it's going to be interesting to see, uh, what the team shape is going to look like. Most likely Conte slots in. If you ask me when Conte came in, in this game, uh, we look like we got a lot more control. Um, and, and we looked a little bit more solid defensively as well. So it might not be the worst thing in the world to have uh Jorginho out for this game because it m- might forced Tuchel to play a guy like Conte, and now all of a sudden we're just that much more defensively solid going into the second leg at home with a 1-0 lead, that's always a good place to be. Um, So I'm not necessarily concerned, um, but I am curious to see what kind of solutions Tuchel has up his sleeve to get some sort of creativity coming from the deeper areas of the pitch in that midfield, because as long as we have Thiago Silva out, um, it doesn't look like it's anywhere to be found you know christensen could step into that space that we always talk about that Jorginho occupies um but christensen tends to play the short balls as well he doesn't really like to play anything too risky he 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 plays things on the safe side which is fine it's not a knock on him he's been playing well um but that's just something we're missing and and that's that's part of the fine tuning that tuchel has to figure out with this team in terms of the attacking balance
1: yeah and i think something you mentioned earlier uh which was a huge concern of mine, and we also got a Twitter question from it uh, regarding the final 20 meters, uh, according to Tuchel. He mentioned this last match how we just struggled to be accurate in the last 20 20 meters before a goal, and it, it was just a recurring theme today. So we got a Twitter question from at Prosh underscore CFC. And uh probably I think this is a first time question from Prosh CFC. Is that uh accurate guys? Sounds right to me. Prash CFC, welcome. Uh thanks for uh thanks for writing in. So he asks, why did we freeze in the final third? Did Hazard carry us for so many years that we didn't realize this flaw? Better players but still same indecisiveness? Well, I mean, this is a completely different team than the team that Hazard played on, so you know whatever flaws we had back then, I don't think it's fair to, uh, you know, assume that it carried on into what we see today. Uh, you know, I mean, if unless you believe in like a metaphysical kind of Chelsea curse or something, which you know, I mean, if there's a <laughs> club out there that was cursed, it's definitely not us. Um, but uh, I mean, what what do you guys see in this, Zach? Like, it, it's just I've i i I noticed you said something too during the match how uh you know the buildup is just you know it's it's great uh great link of play on the sides but just the final passes you know a yard a yard to ahead a yard two behind like it's just mm-hmm. not there i mean i don't I don't know how what really question I'm asking here it's just very frustrating to see like what what is the issue
2: this uh, is if the... there is one uh, sorry i I'm going to kind of butt in here. This is this is the exact issue that Frank Lampard was mentioning over and over and over and over and over again throughout his year and a half as our manager was our inability to kill teams off and to put away good chances. Creating opportunities is never an issue for us. Even when we lost Seed and Hazard, you, know, you go back to last season's numbers, uh, we were top five in chances created throughout the whole entire season. At one point, we were number two. Um, you go fast forward to this season. Now that Tuchel's come in, obviously things went dry under Frank. Now Tuchel's here and we're creating chances left and right. It's just that final ball, uh, that, that we keep talking about. And what I was mentioning earlier in the group chat, I was, I was referring specifically to Mason Mount and Cho. Um, they were connecting a lot in the first half uh Kovacic would slide Kovacic was playing on that side of the midfield was also getting in and they, and they had a little triangle going in between them and the ball would often wind out in that in that um on the right flank or their left flank I guess I I should say our right side um and Cho would spot Mount's runs who was making these really clever inside runs just peeling off of the back shoulders of Hermoso and forget the other center back I think it was Savage but Cho kept playing him through um, when the pass to feet was there, and I have two issues with that. One is you have to have the awareness to play the right pass at the right time. Not everything, need, not everything going towards goal needs to be a through ball. Um, I think I'm chalking that one off to a little bit of composure and experience in those kind of moments. It's, I mean, it's an important game, huge implications obviously. But then the other issue I have is you got to know who you're passing the ball to as well. Mason Mount is not speedy. He's not going to beat someone for pace if you play him on a through ball. Um, so I noticed that maybe on three or four different occasions, I'm singling them out. That they were all over the pitch and all different sorts of combinations of players. It, it, they, those kind of situations were were everywhere. Um, another one that I could mention off the top was the combination between Giroux and Werner. Um, Giroud and Werner attempted the one-two or give-and-go pass uh, maybe four or five times in the first half. And it, I think it came off once. Um, I said it before we started recording. Um, I did think that, uh, that Werner's touch was a little heavy in this game and it's actually, um, it could be heavy at times in, 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 past games as well. Um, but I think that's actually something Werner does to sort of create the separation from the players because he has that incredible burst of speed that just kind of create those, you know, two or three yards of separation. But like I said, I mean, you know, you got Drew and Werner, you got the combination of the three with Cho, Kovacic, and Mount, that little triangle. Um, there were others on the pitch as well, um, but it's just that, that 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 final ball. And this is this is Tuchel's biggest test here, because we know the team could defend when we want to. Frank has proved that uh, for short periods of time, and now Tuchel has sort of sustained that. Um, and now it's just a matter of, of, of finding those goals. Um, you know, it's unfortunate that in this game we couldn't get another one considering how negative Atletico set up, but um, it is something that does need to be worked on because unless we get a penalty, a goal from a defender or a ridiculous worldie, um, you know, the first one from Alonso a couple weeks ago, and now this one from Giroud, it doesn't look like we could score from open play. So um, still doesn't look like we could score. So it's definitely an issue. Um, But on my level of concern, um, I still think it's it's all gonna come together. You know, we saw the the benefit that Werner had when Tuchel came in um in his play. I only expect the same thing from Kai Havertz uh as well. So, you know, those are just there's other guys that haven't even gotten their chance, like Ziyech, like Pulisic. So I, I feel like the right combination is still to come. There's still a lot of tinkering to be done. There's still a lot of game time to be given to other guys and opportunities. So yeah it's it's not it's nothing to keep me awake at night yet but i would say after this next run of four or five matches if we don't find that you know uh that goal scoring touch i i would definitely be concerned i'd probably say after the leads match
0: see this is actually a concern for me i you said it we create chances and we just don't put them away that's the story of Chelsea right now. And that is concerning because Atletico didn't have a chance so they didn't finish it, but we will face off teams later on in this tournament. And hell, even Atletico next time we play them that will create chances and they do put them away. And sometimes teams create don't even create a chance and they still put away shots because they have players that believe that their shot is going to go in. And we don't have that. We don't have guys that put their head down and think if i put this ball on frame even if it has to go through this guy that's five yards in front of me it'll score we simply don't have that hazard what we talked about this hazard wasn't even doing that all the time but he did it enough to where he scored a lot Werner dribbles past a player and goes straight to the byline i haven't seen him cut inside in a long time Cho gets into positions and he cuts to his left foot over and over again. Mason he took now- a shot
1: though. He took a shot. I he know you blocked. saw that. It it, it was still blocked. a shot. That was I, I. That's what I care about. It,
0: it was an increase
1: of by exactly. one from his previous match. Yeah. <laughs> it was an but, infinitely Im- improvement. Infinitely better. And the sad thing is, is
0: that we're not gonna get a goal from our double pivot. Even, whichever combination you put in, none of those guys are gonna score. Like as awful as that sounds. I I I don't get excited by a Kovacic, Jorginho, or Conte shot. Ever.
2: Ever. Not and once then, ever.
0: And then not even that. It's little things like Mount had a good chance today, and instead of volleying it, he tried playing a a cross while he's inside the box in a very dangerous shooting position. He tried to loft it back post after yeah, he received the ball from across. Yeah, it's it's just little things like that where players with this, I don't know what to call it, whether it's grit or or a killer gene or, or or something, aren't looking to do that. And right now, whether our players have it and they just don't know how to tap into it or not, it's just not happening. This game was calling for Pulisic, who I think. He hasn't scored this season, but at least we see that he puts himself in positions and he takes shots even when we think, oh, maybe he shouldn't have done that. But he's at least trying to do that, and I don't see that from other other players of ours. It, it feels like we are unselfish to a fault. And, and in playing an, – an, you play another team in this tournament who maybe wants to actually play football, and one goal today might not have been enough.
1: Mm-hmm and yeah i mean pulisic he only played for 10 minutes and still had a couple uh near chances uh but yeah it's 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 definitely hit in his in his dna and his build-up to try to like get his nose to the end of the ball uh try to get a goal in but i mean he's he's uh I hope he comes uh, he breaks through and uh plays a little bit more. It was encouraging to see him get some play time today along with Kai Havertz, but I mean it was very short uh stint, but still. Um I mean you you mentioned already Jorginho um missing the the second leg, but uh Mount as well uh, after collecting that third yellow card uh, of of Champions League, he'll be missing the next match, um the second leg. So, uh I mean is the right now because we did get a question regarding that um where is it sucks about uh, for this one's from at vigil bruin he asks it sucks about jorginho and mount who's in jeopardy of missing the next game on accumulated yellows assuming we get past atletico so we did the research yes we went through every single game of the champions league and (laughs) kept track I uh, made a whole spreadsheet and uh, Have determined that right now Kovacic and Ziyech uh, Both are at risk of mi- missing the next leg uh, The first leg in the next round if they were to get a yellow uh, this upcoming match because they both have two um, other players with a yellow Chillwell, um Conte has one Pulisic has one Dave has one so uh, it is three Yellows for a uh, for a suspension, but um, it will reset uh, after the conclusion of the quarterfinals. So, uh, which was, which is next round. Um, uh, so that's that's what you should be looking out for Kovacic and Ziyech. Um, You know, assuming we do advance, uh, that's something just to keep an eye on. Um, all right, let's let's talk about Giroud now. Um, that bicycle kick was. Out of this world, it was breathtaking. Um, He's now the second-highest scorer in uh, European play this season behind (laughs) Mbappe. So uh, the two French strikers are uh, getting it done in Europe. So my – well, first, before we go into my uh, little spiel, I want to read off something that Ron said, uh, a.k.a. Bone Daddy Cool, a.k.a. Bone Daddy Deluxe, a.k.a. Bone Daddy Supreme uh, on Twitter – He tweeted at us saying, Let's give OG his props. Joining the likes of Mikel, Ramirez, and Essien as unsung legends in the blue shirt. Uh, I mean, yeah, he scored some huge goals for us. I think that the fact that he came from Arsenal, uh, it both helps and hurts his status as a legend. Uh, I think in my eyes, uh, you know, just the fact that he played for Arsenal hurts it. But the fact that, he came here and outperformed the uh, <laughs> any any time that he's played at Arsenal to be honest uh, that helps his legacy so you know he he likes wearing blue that's for sure but for me this was I was very disappointed because he looked off sides and I knew that V a r was about to review that and I did not get ex- I, I didn't get a moment of excitement after that that uh that shot like I wanted like how amazing that goal was i expected myself to just like, like like jump out of my seat and fucking like go crazy but just the thought of var taking it away i i held back my reaction because i didn't want it to, to be like an inauthentic one and then finally when they reviewed it i was happy but it, it, it just it's not the same as the reaction in the moment uh but Uh, We got a we got another Twitter question from uh, at blaze Caruso Uh, It's two times in a row two episodes in a row he asks for all the sexy goals Giroud has scored for us over the years Was this his best? Southampton the FA Cup semis comes to mind as a potential contender Also, shout out to my cousin Alex. Yeah, shout out to Alex Caruso. So I guess that that is uh, Alex Caruso's cousin. So shout out to blaze Caruso so Zach, was we, we don't shout about, out
0: Man City fans here.
1: Oh, is, is
0: he a Man City if fan? Alex, if that's Alex oh. Caruso's
2: Right, yeah, yeah. That's Alex Caruso's cousin. Uh tell your cousin that I that I absolutely love him and I love the Lakers. Uh, even though but he's a yeah. City fan. Wait, wait, yeah, but Zach Zach. Fan,
1: we all when we talk about Drew, all we talk about is like his sexy face. Like he's definitely the sexiest player of all time. But now I want to know what is the sexiest player's sexiest goal for our team. Um
2: for us? <laughs> yeah. To, well, to, to be, be honest. Yeah, for us. Maybe might not be his sexiest, but it was definitely my favorite was uh the Europa League final, uh the diving header. Um yeah. that was I mean, I you know what? That was pretty sexy too. I mean, the the technique involved. Um it was, in a it was final not easy Arsenal. like
1: like that's the, come on
2: the the cross only gave him a chance i mean he still had a lot to do so yeah i'm going to go with that one i feel pretty good about it andres any shouts from me it's
0: it's, it's got to be today yeah
2: this I one was was nuts. you this one is nuts. but yeah but you know what for the same reason said earlier
0: in chelsea to score a bicycle kick
2: that's a great question I have exactly. N- I cannot remember for the life of me.
0: That was nuts and to and to be so heads up to regardless of whether he noticed it or not. I don't think many people even hit that because they think they're offside, you know.
1: Ali Reza heard... uh, Jahanbakhsh would hit that for sure. Uh, <laughs> uh, I I remember the
0: last
2: bicycle that was hit against Chelsea was yeah. uh, yeah. shot out Iran. Um, <laughs> no, but but uh I think I think it was the sexiest school, like, based on the eye test, but for the reason Somp said, the fact that there was a whole VAR check and the referee stood there like an idiot... If with his there's hand no to VAR, his ear, We don't get to
0: even two have and... the goal. We no, drew, no, no, I know,
2: game. I know, I know. True, but but, but it just kind of took it kind of took the joy out of the out of the or the initial reaction out of it. I was still happy as hell that we scored. My favorite part about the goal though wasn't even the actual goal. It was Mason Mount celebrating before the ball even went in the back of the net. That was my favorite part. <laughs> the second it leaves Giroux's foot. He's Drew still in midair, still upside down, and Mason Mount sticks both hands up, like he knows exactly where that ball's going. He knows Drew caught that one perfectly.
1: That was epic, man. That was just, uh oh, that was probably one of the yeah one of the the best goals, and it's very unfortunate. <laughs> I think that's a personal problem though, <laughs> my inability to uh like <laughs> like I just I just don't trust a, a goal anymore <laughs> because of VAR. Just know that anywhere down the line it could be taken away but i mean especially then there looked offside like it really did was
2: that here's a question that you guys uh should answer with no bias was that nicer than cristiano's bike uh against juve a few years ago okay good 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 okay i saw that a couple times on twitter and i was like all right you gotta kind of remove your bias there cristiano was literally seven feet in the air
0: not just that he was yeah. in a box full of people, like everybody was expecting the ball to come in, and they were trying to defend it. Giroud caught everyone sleeping, so what? it's a little bit different. And again, yeah, Cristiano jumped like twelve feet in the
2: air. Dude, you know Oblock got really close to that too.
1: Yeah, man. I mean, he, that's insane. And I feel like, like Timo Werner, I thought he got, uh, like people thought he didn't play well today, and. I I agree to an extent, but, like, it sucks that finally he has a match where he gets his shots on target, but it happens to be against probably the top goalkeeper in the world. Uh, Unfortunate timing, so. I
0: thought, yeah, I thought the same thing, because there was a shot where he didn't have, again, what I spoke about, where you have to have these players who take shots at weird angles sometimes, and he did it. And Oblak somehow got his hand on it, and not only did he get his hand on it, but the dude has, like, hands of steel because that ball flew in a completely different direction after he did that. And I was just like, man, any other goalkeeper and that goes through his fingers. Like, uh yeah. He has and a the, yeah, he has yeah. strong
1: hands. And yeah. if Timo scores, then everyone talks about how great of a performance he had. You know, it's just the the quality of goalkeeper was the difference between us viewing that, that uh, performance as, you know, a plus. And I think a lot of people were, you know – left with uh what what, what's the saying that you always say desiring more uh left us with a yeah left us with the
2: feeling of of desiring more yeah whatever it is i butchered it too
1: yeah andreas says it sometimes so i thought he would i think
2: (laughs) i i think it's a glass half full approach i think that's the only approach you could take with it with timo's game it was a big game against a big club Atletico is never, ever, 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 ever easy in the Champions League. That's one of the last names you probably want to draw because they specialize in squeaking through on away goals or goal differential or whatever. They're impossible to break down. So, you know, the fact that Werner stood out in this game as one of our attacking threats, um, it's it's encouraging. I mean, again, this is just another performance that he can use to just keep
1: stacking on top of this big pile of momentum
2: that he already has
1: yeah i mean see like i hate the 1-0 win uh, away because you really don't get that away goal uh like advantage you know i mean you yeah. get you you get the differential i mean the the aggregate score advantage obviously cuz you go into the second leg and if you draw 0-0 nil, nil, then it's it's a tie I mean, the, yeah, you go Wait, extra, what? but... You could still go through. I mean, then you... I'm sorry, then you win. Yeah, that's what I meant. Sorry, that's the tie I meant. But I just, if, they, I, if they win 1-0, they have to win by 2 anyway based on aggregate. And if it's 2-1, you know, it's the same thing. They, yeah. I mean, well, 2-1, I, I, I don't actually, know they would win. I lied. That's what I'm saying. You don't have the advantage. I mean, I
0: don't I, think we're going to approach the second leg any different. And... Mm-hmm. And if Atletico opens up then that plays to our advantage too. So we should have had no choice.
1: More. We and that's what I was going to
0: say
2: is Atletico's going to be better in the next in the next they're going to be more positive and more aggressive and more does on the front. Does that make road. them
0: better though or does that make them more vulnerable?
2: I mean, look, cuz
1: that's they're their vulnerable game. today. Like, what they yeah, did we're really today yeah. is their
2: game. Today, t- today granted, yeah. I mean, they did technically play their game, but they were also missing their first and second choice right back. So they're sort of playing with this makeshift back six. I mean, boohoo! You're missing one defender. You have ten more on the field. I don't know. You know, I always loved Simeone. I I always really respected him for his record in the Champions League and what he's done at Atletico and how he's kind of sustained the success there for so long. And he's he's made he's basically made uh, an away day at Atletico a, a fortress for the most part. Um, but this one just kind of rubbed me the wrong way, man. This was like. This was almost like uh, us at Man City under Conte years ago, where they won one nothing, but we had like twenty one percent possession on the day. It was just it was so negative. They 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 never mm-hmm. looked like even being a threat to scoring against us. And I guess that's that's the, I guess that's the frustration a lot of people have is that we just didn't get another goal or another two goals even.
0: And add to Pretty the sure frustrating to. part that any time. A Chelsea player attempted a tackle. They rolled on the floor, like cried, that. whined. And Koke basically hung out with the referee all matched to try to get him to book us. Like, that was definitely part of the strategy here. Oh, a couple of their guys could get eliminated, push the ref to do so. Because, I mean, every sort of foul, even if it was a first foul by a player, even if it was a contested 50-50, there was somebody at going at the ref. Yeah. luckily this guy handled it as, as well as he probably could have but I think he should have booked at least coke once because the the yapping at the ref was far far too much what about
2: minutes. what about booking Suarez for kicking out at aspie like there was a there was a one play where aspie was trailing him and Suarez tried to play it off like aspie tripped him up but Suarez oh, yeah, actually yeah. kicked his leg kicked out Aspie. at Aspie. If, if, if in the NBA you can get a technical for flopping, why can't you get a yellow card for doing something like that? Creating contact intentionally and going down yeah, that was, from the contact that, that you create yourself.
0: Uh, I mean, one thing, again… If you're dribbling and you throw your body in the way and you get hit that's one thing but that's it looks yeah. it, it looked more malicious than than trying to create contact to me like he threw his body that in front of aspie you. there was no need to kick back down at aspie's leg and i think that was my issue with that um <sighs> he, he could have just so hit
2: much. the brakes and tumbled over and would have gotten a right. foul yeah i fucking and that's him. the
0: part that's obnoxious the the thing that i would like the the refs to review is actually aspie's yellow because i'm pretty sure he didn't touch xiao felix
2: what about Mason Mount's yellow? I don't think that was a yellow card.
0: I mean, it might have been a yellow for for a variety of reasons. I mean, if he fouled the guy, maybe that was his third foul. It might have just been accumulation of fouls. And that's why he got the yellow. But Aspies was the one that that's shocked good.
2: me. No, I, the angle I'm looking at Mason Mount is Mason Mount's yellow is you look at all the other fouls that weren't booked. How the fuck was his book?
1: it was just so and, early you know like that if if it was happening later then it probably wouldn't have but i don't you know think for it's me it's hard but, to justify but for me it's it bad way.
2: officiating because as a referee you're told you know you should be giving out cards early if you want to send a message and keep control of the game and he did that initially with mount and then missed all these cards yeah. yeah yeah but then he decides to keep his cards in his pocket whenever an atletico player is is you know, should be the one getting sorry a i just... don't know why i kept
0: saying aspie i definitely meant mount guys i'm so sorry yeah
2: okay i, I was wondering like huh saying? but yeah no I, when i was talking about aspie was that was that was an that was actually aspie where suarez kicked out at yes, him with yes, a deal. Yes, yeah
1: yeah yes. yeah yeah man i God. absolutely despise louis suarez like and it was it you know i hated him before the match and today just it it multiplied it by 50 he is really just uh a real piece of work i'm so happy that rudiger got in his face and uh i mean he he did not want that smoke for sure like there's you no don't way. you do not want to mess with rudy man he would whoop his ass but i mean i don't know the the only fear is obviously that uh you know what if what if Suarez has rabies he takes a bite out of him you know that's a long term injury you know you have to be concerned. <laughs> He's already about bitten that.
0: one of our defenders before so. Yep.
2: Exactly.
0: After
1: seeing after seeing how much money Messi makes on his contract
2: it makes a lot of sense that him and Suarez are best friends like two greedy bastards that are just <sighs> yeah. you know whatever it just good. it was just it was just an attempt to have a dig at someone who's making seven hundred fifty grand a week and is wondering why his club doesn't buy him help,
1: but. Yeah. yeah. Let's I, move uh, on. Not. Yeah. Not. <laughs> uh, let's go to – do you guys want any final thoughts on this match before we move on?
2: Andreas Christensen, hat, tip of the hat to you. No. You know what? I'm, uh, tip of the hat to the whole back three or back four, Mendy included. Besides that one uh, square ball from Suarez where he tried to hit Lamar, uh, they really didn't have a sniff at us. So as as negative as they were, Christensen included I thought the back line had a really a really good day at the office
1: Yeah, I mean here we'll Talk just you know talking about that our first Twitter question from uh, At M Conan 1789 Michael Conan. He asks, zero shots on target against us We've consistently kept the shots on target total very low and we're also consistently playing out of the back if this pattern keeps going is Mendy in danger of Keppa taking his job back? Mendy has not looked good with the ball at his feet uh, today. No. At least today, Mendy did look shaky with the ball at his feet. But I think in general it hasn't been an issue with him, and I think that is something that has been more of an issue with Keppa uh, in his <laughs> tenure with Chelsea. I mean, I get it. The last couple of matches, his distribution was great. Keppa's but uh you know I, I don't think i don't think mendy has done anything to lose his spot after i mean it was just a rough a rough day distribution wise right
0: andres uh, he's not going to lose his job we pay the keeper to keep the ball out of the net I, yeah. <laughs> if i'm counting on my keeper to get assists or to perfectly ping a ball 60 yards i i think we have bigger issues i there was one of the balls that went out of bounds that he kicked alonzo is slower than A tortoise and he couldn't get to it it wasn't a bad pass like it's it's so annoying to to me at least to to make goalkeeper distribution that big of a deal I think as long as he doesn't try to dribble someone and loses the ball in front of goal and we concede I don't care if if the defense has to play the ball back to Mendy and he can't play it to a teammate because he's getting pressed that's not on him so I don't think it's a big deal. I just think the one thing Mendy needs to work on is his communication with his back line when the ball is like Mm -hmm. in that kind of gray area between the defender and the keeper. That might be a reason why he would eventually lose his job if that led to a goal, but again, it hasn't. So yeah, I, I really don't think that the goalkeeper's distribution is that big of a deal in this system. I get that we play out in the back, but I think that's a little overplayed.
2: Yeah, I agree. I I think Kepa, I think actually think Keppa is better with his feet than Mendy, just based on the eye test. I know if you look at the numbers when Mendy was at Ren, we brought him up before we bought him. We Remember, we went over Mendy's numbers, and statistically, he was just as accurate a- as Kepa was in terms of long ball completions and things of that nature. Uh, but after seeing Mendy's body of work since he came here, I mean, this is like the second or third occasion where he had that sort of... Like foot and mouth moment, you know. Um, I remember, I, I was it his third or fourth game where uh, he, he kicked the ball out for a corner kick and almost kicked it into his own net? Um, but then kind of he had a really good game overall, and then we all kind of forgot about it. He does have these little moments where he makes a little mistake. He has a mistake in him. Um, but like Andres said, I mean, you pay your keeper to, to keep the ball out of the net. Um, and with Mendy, it doesn't matter if his distribution isn't as good as Keppa. Um, if the back line isn't presenting, if the back line and the midfield included isn't presenting an easy short passing option for him, that's not his fault. Um, and at that point, you know, he just has to work on his decision making at that point. Um, if he's unsure, your best bet's just to play it safe and thump it 80 yards up the pitch so your team could reset and you could push back up. But um, I think, I think that's something that might be missing in his game. And I know it's a direction that Tuchel's telling him, uh, you know, and, and I know Frank was telling him this to try your best, not to thump the ball long. Um, but sometimes I think it's needed. Uh, and, and with Mendy, I think that could be a very useful tool for him because it could kind of get him out of those sticky situations where he's caught in two minds. instead of being caught in two minds, play it safe. Um, but when it comes mm. down to actual goalkeeping guys, I think we all agree that it's no question that it's Mendy every single time.
1: Yeah. All right. This next question, uh, this one's from at Perks two o two, Michelle. Uh, so I think this is also a first time question. So welcome, Michelle. Shout out, Thanks Michelle. For, shout out, Michelle. Uh, so she asked, uh, who plays in place of Jorginho and Mount in the home leg? And I think I can combine the next question with this as a you know a possible answer to this uh, to this last question. Uh, this one's from at Akash Gosh. Uh, shout out to akash has it's been a while uh akush he asks how does havertz force his way back into the starting 11. uh i mean so obviously with georginio and mount i think that's a huge opportunity to see havertz out there um in the starting 11 either up top uh in mount's place or uh in the midfield in georginio's place uh andreas to answer you know you can answer both those questions who plays yeah. Um, yeah.
0: Uh I think the the replacement replacement's an easy one. It's gonna be Conte. Conte and Kovacic will start and then for Mount. I don't think I don't think unless Havert, I mean we have a bunch of games in between. So Havertz looked good in his cameo today. I, I saw what I liked what I saw there, but at the same time, Ziesh looked much better today. And Polisic looked good too like they all came and they brought a lot of energy the question is which one of those three guys is going to make a run for it in the next what three or four matches before we face Atletico again I'm still in a way hoping that Havertz will be given a shot at the middle of the front three and that that's where we'll see him most most likely in the in the lineup but in all honesty I hope that Mount's replacement ends up being an, an informed Polisic because again, I mentioned it earlier. It feels like Werner is is running pretty much he dribbles past the player and he doesn't look to score himself. And I think sometimes you need that in an the side, and Polisic definitely brings that to the table. So I hope it's Polisic that takes over for Mount. The other option is also that Cho takes that position and we play with two actual defensive wing backs, but
1: Orcho plays of... uh, plays on the left as a left wing back and Polisic as a right wing back? Ooh, that's another possibility. But yeah, I mean <laughs> yeah. up one nil uh in aggregate, probably defensive <laughs> defensive minded uh lineup right. best.
0: So so I hope it's I hope it's uh Polisic, I guess is my short answer. <laughs> I, I
1: think
2: I, I think Tuchel's gonna lean uh obviously it's gonna be Conte for Jorginho. Um, and I think, uh, I almost said Conte again. Tuchel is going to go for, uh, Cho as, um, one of those inside forwards, uh, in place of Mount and go for a traditional fullback. He's probably going to have Reese James play as wing back there. I think that's probably our best bet is to do something like that, to maybe present a bit more of a defensive shape. Tuchel is a reactive manager. We do have a one nil lead. We can't sleep on the fact that, you know, if if we give Suarez one good chance at goal, he's probably scoring it. Um, and, and we have to act as such. So um, I won't have a problem if that winds up being the lineup. If it was me personally, I still like what Cho gives you on the wing uh, at, at, as a wing back in terms of his pace and width. Um, and I'd probably have Pulisic slide in there as well. Um, just because. What when he's in form? We haven't we haven't seen an informed Pulisic in a Tuchel side. And if you take you know inform Pulisic under Frank and plug him right into one of those inside forward positions, my God, he will just light this place up. So, um yeah, I hope that it it winds up being Pulisic and Cho uh on as you know the right forward and right wing back combo. But I have a feeling it's going to be Cho and Reese. Yeah, I mean it sucks
1: because Cho and uh... And uh, Mason Mount just had wonderful chemistry today. Their link-up play between themselves, uh, interplay was just phenomenal. They were doing, they were doing everything except the final ball. Yeah, exactly. Everything like <laughs> that. Uh, and you know, speaking of that, I want to finish off the Twitter question section with uh, with a little bit of a rant from one of our favorites, angry Chelsea fan at Seamus. What is it, Seamus CFC? Uh, Shout out, Sheamus. Long yeah. time Sheamus. Shout no, out. yeah, no, he's he's Sheamus at Chelsea, angry Chelsea fan. That's what he yeah. is. Uh, yeah, we had it backwards. But he says Does Aspie cross the ball in with a fucking blindfold? Seen better crosses in Timbit Soccer, boys. <laughs> Timbit Soccer? I, I actually don't know what that is. Great result. We need, we need
2: Russell to help us out. Yeah,
1: Timbit. Great result, but again, the final ball was disgusting today. Jorginho's passes to no one were more predictable than Neymar getting injured for his sister's birthday. Fuck's sakes, boys. <laughs> I share your sentiment. Except I don't know what Timbit soccer is, but uh it it's it sounds like uh, I I'm sure I agree with you. Does anyone know what that? Yeah. Is?
2: I I don't know what it is.
1: I oh, love here, the... here, here, here. It's uh it's U four and u U five <laughs> <laughs> uh, in, in, in oh dublin God. i guess so yeah well, a makes sense He's Yeah, probably from ireland
2: i mean with I'm a with name like Seamus, i'm guessing i'm guessing that might be the case
1: exactly. uh, uh yeah
2: i'm gonna agree with Seamus. though i love the Jorginho thing that's hilarious Jorginho's yeah. passes and no one are more predictable than neymar getting injured for his sister's birthday <laughs> I mean, you know he's he's actually he's injured for his sister's birthday for what this third year in a row Neymar? no more
1: year than it 30. can't be a coincidence man it cannot be a coincidence it's uh, not all right not. <laughs> <laughs> let's uh <laughs> let's look ahead to the Man United uh, matchup uh I, I don't do does anyone have it in front of them what day it is uh I I, I don't know exactly but Sunday uh, it is Sunday okay yeah I believe you're right um so uh twelve 20 yeah yeah 28th okay so uh at the bridge uh so four days from now um three days when you probably, probably will be listening to it um we'll start off with a twitter question from uh ron aka bone daddy cool aka bone daddy deluxe aka bone daddy supreme he says so after the biggest win in the tuchel era how do you see the game going on sunday and what lineup do you see us using I could have just read the question and no one knows on Sunday, but, (laughs) uh, okay. Well, just to preface that United sitting second in the table, 49 points, uh, their last five, they have three wins and two draws. Uh, I think they have, do they have the most goals in the Premier League? I think they're up there. Uh, but they do have the most shots on target per match in the league. Um, uh, yeah, so they've been a very hot and cold team. So, uh, Zach, I'll start off with you. Uh, What lineup do you see us doing?
2: Uh, I'm going to expect a decent amount of rotation. Um, Reese James probably gets back into the team. Um, I hope we see Ben Chilwell in this game because uh, the thought of Marcus Rashford running at um, Marcus Alonso kind of scares me. Uh, and that's something that they're definitely going to be looking to exploit if if Marcus Alonso does start. So for that, I'd probably say uh, Reese and Chilwell at the wing backs. We'll probably see the same back three. Um, maybe Zuma comes in. I don't expect Tiago Silva to be healthy anytime soon. Um, if he wasn't healthy around for the matches this week, um, it seems like a pretty significant injury. So... Um, Hopefully he's available, but we'll probably see Zuma come into the back three. um, Hopefully not in the middle because I really like what Christensen's been doing. Maybe give Rudiger a break. Um, Midfield, you'd probably have uh, one of Jorginho um, and Conte or Kovacic and Conte. Mason Mount probably starts because he isn't playing against Atletico in the return leg. Um, Yeah, Werner gets a start too. Probably Giroud. Um, I'm not even going to lie. I mean, in a big match like this, we we kind of got to pick up the points. We, we dropped the ball against against Southampton. I think, I think if we picked up points against Southampton, we'd probably put a lot more of a rotated lineup in and maybe tweak things around and experiment a bit. Or maybe this is a great game to kind of, Andres, I know you're going to love this, and you can kind of pick up after I mention this. But what about Kai Havertz at the 9 for rotation's sake?
0: Uh, I mean i it it would be nice, but I don't think it'll be this match. I think he'll he'll be a game a match or two away from getting a start i I wanted to to quickly point out Rashford does play on the left of United's attack, so he'd be lined up against Rhys James, but that makes it a little bit scarier because that means that Daniel James or Mason Greenwood, which are more direct runners, would be lined up against Alonzo. so that makes it worse <laughs> actually
2: well, so, well, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I, mean, I would
0: either to like I would like Chilwell to start for for that reason. Plus, Alonso's played a lot of minutes recently, so he he he's due for a break. Uh, yeah, I mean Giroud probably gets a start because he's earned it. I I don't think Tammy did any favors for himself against Southampton, and and Giroud scoring a winner against Atletico. I I don't see how you go back to Tammy in the middle. I think you you know it just wouldn't make any sense you pulled Tammy at 45 minutes starting it against United feels, I don't know it just feels kind of odd I I think he'll start, Tammy will probably start the next match because of rotational reasons, so yeah, I think Giroud will probably still start up top
1: we we keep on going back and forth with this, it's just I mean, I swear for the past two years, this is what the, the discussion has been for a striker. Uh, yeah. I mean now that we're well, ruling out Werner as a striker and we're also now considering Havertz, but still it's like we have Giroux play and he's been on fire and then he saw, starts slowing down a little bit, then Tammy just scores a hat trick and then he's the guy who's hot and it's like uh it, it just, They just none of neither of them can keep like a sustained hot streak going.
2: Yeah, well look, Giroux the guy that could do that. We, uh, and we know it when when he gets a consistent run of games, the guy puts together five or six goals in seven or eight matches. I mean, he he, he can really put together a run of games. The thing with Giroud is that we know he's not here long term, so there's always this reluctance to kind of rely on the 34 year old World Cup winner. When why don't we just bleed out every last bit of that 18 million we spent on him and just keep using him until he stops scoring instead of this constant need for rotation. We, the thing is drew characteristically and stylistically is the anti-tukul striker. He is, he's the complete opposite of what Tuchel normally goes for. But I mean, the product speaks for itself. Every time the guy plays, he scores. So I don't know. I'm not saying that the debate's close to being over. But the guy scored for us in 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 every big match we play in. He scores for us in Europe. He scored for us in a European Cup final, and he scored for us in the FA Cup final. Granted, we lost. We're we're disrespecting him. I think we got to start putting more respect on Giroud's name. If anything,
1: no. But um, I, I implore um, you to of go back his and
2: debate over. Him, I mean,
1: that, yeah. I implore you to go back the last couple of episodes. I mean, in the, not the last couple, but you know, the last time we've talked about him. He had a couple bad performances in a row and you know we talked about how Tammy was probably our best striker at the moment. Um I mean we we, well, we get that question every week from Chelsea Eric. Well, I don't know time where he out. was this that, week. Whoa.
0: Don't don't throw my name under this. Zach chose Giroud, you chose Tammy and I chose Werner.
2: I chose yeah, I did choose Giroud. I yep. Did you? I yeah. just want to lean on that. I just want to lean on that. No, dude. World I'll Cup winning Giroud. <laughs> <I'll> <laughs> Let's check,
0: check it. In. Yeah. Go kart
2: Giroud, man. Look, well, if he wasn't, if Giroud was twenty, twenty two, twenty three years old, Tammy Abraham's age, and a Chelsea Academy player, we'd all be saying, "Oh my God, we have Erling Holland." But <laughs> we don't. He's thirty four years old. He's in the end of his. He's coming towards the end of his career, and he's sipping on the same juice that Cristiano and Zlatan are sipping on. Where they're just getting better as they're getting older.
1: Yeah, that's true. But yeah, and better uh, looking, that included. <laughs> yeah, he he definitely got that one on lock. Um, all right, let's talk let's talk predictions, guys. I was very uh, bearish on uh, on Chelsea coming into today. I wasn't feeling good, and I gave a very skeptical one one draw prediction. But oh man, like. After today, I'm I gotta stop giving myself this false sense of hope. But like I got a good feeling about this match. You know, I mean, I, it, it was nice seeing Pulisic and Havertz come back from injury. I think we almost got a nearly got a fully healthy squad. Uh, I mean, is is Thiago Silva gonna be back by then? Who knows? Like, I I I, I it's very possible that this match is the beginning of a long uh, run of matches where we look we look fantastic it's just the final product needs to be there uh so again i'm gonna go back to my prediction 1-1 draw that's what i'm gonna do because it's worked (laughs) i'm just not it's not it it, i I can't i can't wrap my my mind around like how i feel about this match so i'm gonna go 1-1 draw i think that's actually a fair fair prediction with us having like majority, a, a far majority of possession, more shots, and uh, it'll be a, it'll be a tie.
2: Well, we actually have a manager that's a tactician this time around. So,
1: what was the first the first matchup? The was uh, did we play already? It was one one, right? Didn't we draw or did I think we... it was nil 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 yeah. draw, right? So. Don't so I mean, Frank, like that again, okay? <laughs> no, look, I,
2: I I feel good about it, um, but I think the most important thing is the is to keep the momentum going. I would be really disappointed if we put out a really rotated lineup for just the purpose of getting guys rest. I would really like to see us continue and just push and put out a really strong lineup, get three points,
1: and then we think about Atlético. Um hey in that first matchup our front three pulisic uh Timo Werner and Kai Havertz. I, yeah, Kai. I, on I the I would love to see Kai, that. Kai on the right, been... Polisic on the left, Timo a striker. Yeah, that one was weird. I would, that would be cool. I don't know, bro. But I want to see that. I want to see I that think, again. Yeah.
2: Kai would be better served up the middle. But for prediction sake, some I feel good about it. I'm gonna go two one Chelsea and I'm gonna say Bruno Fernandez gives away a penalty. He doesn't defend. <laughs> uh, th- th- exactly he's gonna stick his foot out his version of defending and trip Dude, someone i will look up give away a penalty there's
0: zero chance bruno fernandez has stepped into his andres own-
2: if i am right if i'm right this podcast will take off <laughs> and we will become <laughs> okay. filthy rich I will be
0: beyond we'll, be, shocked.
2: we'll be as famous as the octopus that predicted the world cup matches i, I mean <laughs> hey if that's
0: the ceiling you
2: want to put us at
0: yeah
1: I feel like we that's th- our potential, octopi. guys.
2: We're octopi. Yeah. Oh, what do you think, Andres?
0: Uh, I think one one's a fair assault. I think United in the league is is scary. I think you mentioned Bruno. Unfortunately, he is actually a good player. Rashford is scary. Coming off another goal-scoring performance.
1: No Jesse Lingard, though. Oh, so thank God. For, yeah, so yeah, we looked out on that yeah. one.
0: No, but it's just one of those things where it's it's just a tough matchup. I mean, today we had a lot of energy put into the pitch and we won one nothing. Obviously the game's not till Sunday and they do play Thursday. But the thing is they, they won play? that first leg four nil. So oh, they're gonna be yeah. just hanging out. Mm-hmm. They're they're resting their players for us and they're gonna just let the Academy boys have a run at it on Thursday. And yeah, I, I think it'll be a tough one. I think 1-1 one, one will be a good result but obviously I'll take 3 points if we can get them. I I just think we have to come out of there with some sort of points on the board.
2: Yeah, yeah, I think I think that's the most important thing is not leaving there empty with zero points exhausted and maybe another injury or two. It's it's we got to go in there and get something out of it for sure. Um but yeah, I mean guys, that does wrap up this edition. I guess you could say the Romans Empire podcast. I mean, we were really psyched. We had to record the same day as the Atletico match um, just so we can kind of like get our initial reactions in. So it was good that we got to air that out. Uh, but yeah, if you're still listening at this point, make sure you're following us on Twitter at Romans Empire Pod, uh, The same exact handle for our Instagram account. Uh, and you can also email us, um, as mentioned before. We've gotten a few emails from some of our listeners and we have some email pals now, which is great. Um, So RomansEmpirePod at gmail.com. Guys, until next episode, let's hope uh, we put three more points on the board. So until then, keep the blue flag flying high.